Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. What a pleasure to have you with us this morning. It's kind of cold. We're kind of going into the holiday season here. So I really appreciate that you've taken time to join us. Do you know second wind is what we're really talking about today as we do every week. But I don't know if you've ever heard it quite this way before. But for the woman that goes through a major change in her life, we'll be talking about the second wind. And I I am sitting here because of a second wind that I went through. In, In... 2000, I went through a divorce, never believing I would ever go through a divorce in my life. By 2006, I was in search of rebalancing my life. Yeah, you could say I was a little slow learner and picking up on that, but it took me six years to kind of get into the program. But I felt that I needed I was out of balance, and I needed to get some security in my life, just so I felt more about who I was, where I wanted to go, now that I looked different because of the major change that I'd gone through. So I got my second wind. I don't know that I've ever shared that with you, but that was my path And for anyone listening out there, whether your path is through divorce, through a death of a spouse, through children leaving the nest, a job change, whatever that is that makes you step back and need balance, need thinking your life through again, that's what Second Wind is about. And my guest this morning is going to really give you some great information. Now, before we go, you know, I always like for you to find the favorite spot, get the cup of coffee, if you've not already, and get ready for this great show. I met Diana Gabriel during that journey that started in 2006. I think we started, maybe we met in 2008. But Diane and I were attending another coach that we studied with, which was Marsha Weeder. But let me tell you about Diana. This pretty well sums it up. In 2012, she was honored to be nominated the Minnesota Coach of the Year and received the Gaston Award by International Coaches Federation in Minnesota. (coughs) for my contribution, for a contribution to the coaching profession. That's quite an honor. 
But the base of all that was because she gained experience through a long professional career in nursing, education, and psychology. And she used that, and then she was a, also was an adjunct f- faculty member in, at Minnesota State University in Mankato, uh, Minnesota. So, qualified? Yes, I would say so. But she likes to use these descriptors with her coaching philosophy. I enjoy helping leaders play big. I see possibility in everyone. I love helping clients find their sweet spot. I view life as a wonderful journey. And I believe in sustainable, authentic leadership. I like every one of those, from the sweet spot to the journey. So, Diana, welcome today to Second Wind. Well, thank you, Joyce. What a lovely introduction. Um, And so well done, because (laughs) it's all of the pieces that capture what I love and what I feel called and committed to bring into the world. Yeah. Well, you know, you. I when we first met, there was a. I just was so attracted to your energy, your power that you displayed, and your openness to uh, become another friend, to meet a new person, to. And you and I shared lots of good conversations while we were working with Marsha Weeders training. So I'm. You know, it's been a long-term relationship because we still go annually to the uh, E-Women's Conference in Dallas. But um, tell me what, since I've so boldly shared my turning point, I wonder if you might share what was that thing that changed your life or moved you into a different direction? Well, I think there were a series of events. Um, Uh So each of my career changes, you know, has been sparked by somebody seeing possibility in me and inviting me into something. Mm -hmm. But when I moved from psychology to coaching, it was the spark in me. It was after a long period of what I would call being resilient Because I, too, went through a divorce, and I feel like it really um, was a turning point in my life because it was a difficult time where I was left responsible for two adolescent boys um, and felt like I really needed to buckle down and just do the right things. So you do that for years and years until they're out of the nest. Mm -hmm. And then there's this point of a little bit like what you were just saying. It's like, well, what's next for me? Because Mm -hmm. I had felt like I successfully launched them. Mm -hmm. Um, And when the last one graduated from college, it was like, okay, (laughs) <laughs> now, what about me? And I found coaching. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That was in 2001. Oh, very good. So yeah. you had been coaching for a while when you decided to do the program. The I had. I My first coaching certification was through the Coaches Training Institute. Yes. Mm-hmm. In 2001. So right. I've been through a couple of coaches trainings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of it's about being curious mm-hmm. and, you know, being a constant learner <laughs> with that. And that leads into, you know, the piece that I'm passionate about is for each of us building our resiliency quota. Yes. So um, we have the wherewithal. We have what it takes to bounce back from those difficult situations Um, because resiliency is a complex and simple thing at the same time because sometimes it's an attitude or it's a way of being, but it also is about having skills to adapt to changing conditions and sometimes even transforming ourselves. Right. Well, as I normally do, I went to Wikipedia this morning and I looked up the word resilience because I'd heard the word, but I couldn't quite explain it, describe it to you. And they use this word and you can agree. You can tell me if you use it in this respect. Resilience is one's ability to bounce back from a negative experience. Is that I too simple? Yes, I think that that's a nice, succinct way of um, capturing that. But when we talk about, you know, building resilience, resilience is also a capacity that we have. Mm-hmm. Now, the good thing is we can build it. We can, it's kind of like a savings account. You can put deposits in there. There are some people who are naturally more resilient than others, and we all have the capacity to grow our resilience. Oh, okay. So in in my, for an example, in my life, when I went through the, the difficulty of the divorce and rebuilding my life, I decided to turn that experience into a coaching. So that's like, taking a a painful part of your life and turning it into a positive. Right, because as I've known you, part of your um, vision for that is to help others, Mm -hmm. to help others through that process. And, you know, that's a great example of resiliency. You know, and some people, you know, you look at natural disasters like hurricanes or tornadoes, And you see the difference in people because, you know, it's devastating and it's horrible. Mm. And some people kind of get up and they fight and they know what they're going to do. And other people just crumble under that. Mm -hmm. And the ones who have the capacity to keep going um, and moving forward are the ones with resiliency. Or people who have just debilitating illnesses or chronic condition. Um, I'll give you a quick example. Well, Two years be- ago, I before had... You re- that, oh, before you ahead. do that, Diana, we're going to get it, go into a break. And okay. so I want to keep that story for after the break. Oh, but, sounds good. 
I like the part that you said, if you don't have resiliency now, you can build it. Some are more adapt to resiliency, but if you don't really have the quality, you can build it. So anyway, when we come back from this break, Diane is going to tell us a story that will further let us understand how we all have resiliency. And I know in Diana, it's going to be a good story. So stay tuned. We'll be back. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Hey, kids. Do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on TogiNet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are talking today with Diana Gabriel, a leadership coach from Minnesota. And where is your town that you live in? It's Mankato, Minnesota. It's south central Minnesota. Um, We're down in the rolling hills in the River Valley. It's a beautiful place. Ah, and is it cold there today? It is very cold here today. (laughs) Oh, well, we're glad you're inside talking to us. (laughs) So tell us, Diana, we were just going into a a story that you were going to share with us. Well, it's just going to give an example of um, a resilient mindset versus 
not having a resilient mindset. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, I had a knee replacement, and I feel like I'm a fairly resilient person, and I wasn't looking forward to this at all, but I also decided that this I was going to make it the very best experience that I could. So yes. I researched and talked to many, many, many people about, you know, what made their experiences successful, looked into ulterior alternative um, and complementary medicines along with surgery to... Mm-hmm have the best recovery possible. Right. Another um, acquaintance of mine was having her knee replaced two days after mine, and she was dreading it. She was had not done any research on it. Mm-hmm. And all it's kind of like the chicken little thing, you mm-hmm. know, of just can, standing there and being paralyzed by ain't it awful, ain't it awful, ain't it awful. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, when you look at the recovery and you look at what's possible afterwards, you know, hers was a long, drawn-out process. Mm-hmm. And mine took a long time because uh, recovery from knee replacement does. But every single day that I was going into rehab and every time that I was doing what um, I had researched to do, I had the vision that I was going to be better than I had ever been. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, pos- oh, that's so good to hold. You know, and people mm-hmm. have said to me, you know, they can't believe how good I recovered from that experience. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's, you know, it's within the reach of everyone. Yeah. Of that yeah. possibility. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask a question that I, I'm just curious about. Have you always been a studier, a learner, a researcher? Has that always been part of you? I think it has. Um, you know, it's one of my core strengths, and I'm a great believer in the Gallup strengths, or the, they're called signature strengths, mm-hmm. and. Being a learner is one of my top um, strengths, and so it's a natural tendency of mine um, to find out about things. Mm-hmm. But I also have a natural curiosity about things. Um, mm-hmm. So I ask lots of questions. Well, I'll share this with you, that as a student in high school, I was um, more into the arts. I was mm-hmm. music. I've always been musically inclined and not exactly a strong student where my sister was always a strong student. And so it gave me that uh, feeling that I wasn't smart enough. And mm-hmm. I've in my transition, this is one of those pluses, ladies, that happens when you go through rebalancing, redefining who you are, and even getting to know who you are. I love to study. I love to research. I love to ask questions. Thus, this uh, radio show. I mean, um, it's just such a positive. So now that whole mindset that I had about me as a student is just like, well, that's not true. 
you know, it's just so changed. And I, I, it's just one of the pluses of this wonderful journey that we've been going on. It is, you know, and I and I actually will qualify a little bit of what I was saying, you know, because I wasn't the best student in high school, mm-hmm. and when I um, chose nursing, one of the things that changed for me is that I found something that I had a passion for, oh, and I yeah. fell in love with nursing, and I mm-hmm. could see that I could make a difference, mm-hmm. so it ignited that learner part of me, and it ignited that piece of me of knowing and feeling like I could make a difference. And that's part of resiliency is knowing that you can make a difference in other people's lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And you live life from a strength perspective. Right. Um, People with resiliency are seekers of knowledge and self-discovery. And so... It's a piece that I really came into the fullness of it in my adult life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had much the same experience. And it's just in, you know, I'm just loving what I'm doing because mm-hmm. it has all the ingredients that I I enjoy. So um, I wanted to uh, share an example of a friend with you who... Uh, later in life, probably their son was maybe in his 35 years old. They discovered that he had bipolar and schizophrenia, a mental illness. And um, this was shocking for them, because, but it explained a lot of the turmoil that they had been going through. But when a family finds out that, it's there's lots of family shame. There's like, oh no, what are people going to think? There's like these crazy thoughts that go around it that has really, it's not part of, it's part of exposing that there is an illness such as mental illness in your family. So my friend showing her resilience became very comfortable in realizing that this was uh, her child and he is, has mental illness. But she became very involved with a program that uh, NAMI, um, National Alliance for Mental Illness, provides a family-to-family service where families who are, have a mental illness child, a child suffering with mental illness, talk with other families so that they can better understand how to live with a family member that has um, mental illness. And I just so love what she has done with her life in that she she takes these and does these programs all over our area. So I am so proud of her, how she's taken that situation and turned it into such a positive for so many lives. She's touching so many families. It's just wonderful. Well, it is, and it's a great example of resiliency. And I want to just, you know, clarify that it doesn't take away her struggle or her pain. No. It just helps her to make a difference in the lives of other people. She saw the possibility that she could do something. 
mm-hmm. and she chose to do it. And what a blessing mm-hmm. to um, those other families. Oh yeah, to have yeah. Um, her serve them in that way. Mm-hmm. But one thing we have to realize, you're very correct in, in making that clear, that she still has the pain and the struggles and the sadnesses at time. But, you know, she had to step up and learn the program because she was right. so committed to sharing what she learned with other families. So she had to take responsibility to do the work, to learn the program, so that she could give it successfully to other people. So it takes action, commitment, to stand up and do this share part. Absolutely. Uh, It takes a lot of courage. It does. It certainly does. And we've certainly been on a lot of airplanes, haven't we? (laughs) Yes, we have. Um, You know, and often one of the things that helps get people through and build the resiliency is that they have a faith in something greater than themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that can come in many different forms, but they know there's something more than just themselves. And they choose to do things beyond just me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's in service of others. Another characteristic of people with um, in building good resiliency is their ability to set and maintain clear boundaries. You know, oh. like what do they want to say yes to and what do they yeah. want to say no to so that right. they're staying and living in alignment with their core values and their purpose. Mm-hmm. Because my hunch is she could be called upon to do many different things. Oh, yeah, she's multitask. Yeah. And the thing is, what's my main thing? Mm -hmm. And for her to stay focused or each of us to stay focused on what it is that we believe our contribution is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's sometimes very difficult if uh, you tend to be a people pleaser or want to do it all. Or uh, we have so many talents, sometimes it is difficult to rein us in. It's very difficult. I'm not suggesting (laughs) that it's not difficult. But it's one of the things that I think that working with a coach, um, both in the work that you do and I do, helps you become clear about that. The Mm -hmm. tag for my... um, business is to see clearly and live powerfully and actually my clients mm-hmm. created that for me oh because I, I love that i used it t- this morning <laughs> i tweeted we, it or i uh, facebooked it we yes, gonna- i saw that and i thought it was so cool <laughs> and every time i see it i just feel so good because it was from their voice and part of that see clearly is to know their values and their strengths and their purpose clearly enough so that they know what they want to say yes to and know what they want to say no to. Yeah. And they talk about decision-making become much okay, Diana, more Okay, Diana, I'm going to break you here because we're gone to the tunes. Okay. And we'll be back because we're going to talk more with Diana about coaching and the benefits. Speaker and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. 
cuisines and sacred rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, in ingenuity and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures and cures to her audience in workplaces, seminars and salons. Her mantra is be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking today with Diana Gabriel, a leadership coach and a coach of resiliency uh, that works with clients and helping them discover their resiliency and put it back, put it into their lives, use it successfully in their lives. Now, Diane and I have been talking about, we want to go over this with you, about how coaching works for somebody that has not been exposed to coaching in their lives. And so, Diana, how would you describe working with a coach? Because you have a, you have a background that has several different facets of consulting and teaching. So let's see, do we want to start with that? Well, I, I certainly, I'm happy to start with that. Okay. Um, you know, when I look at coaching, it's really about seeing people as a whole, you know, they're not broken. They don't need to be fixed, but they want some, they're looking for some guidance. They're looking for some structure. They're looking for 
someone else to talk through some of these things. And so what I see that I do as a coach is that I ask powerful and provocative questions to mm-hmm. get people thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. And discovering their own answers for themselves. Mm-hmm. And when I look at, let's say, consulting, it's most often consultants have an area of expertise, you know, so they come in and they're consulting around their area of expertise. The coach doesn't come in as the expert on your life or the expert of what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, our job is really to help you discover, you know, the wisdom within you, um, mm-hmm. And, you know, when I look at therapy, people come broken or needing to be fixed or to put back together, and um, that certainly is an appropriate um, place for people to go, you know, that are really hurting and really need some healing. But there's a difference with the coaching is that it's always from the here and now and moving forward, here and now and moving forward. Mm-hmm. And often in therapy, you're looking back and you're trying to understand how things got to be the way they are. And there isn't a lot of that in coaching. It's not that it doesn't ever come up, but the focus is on what's needed now to move forward. I like that. Yeah. Um, and it's the reason I think many of us turn to coaching. It's it's more it's about the building process yeah. and discovering and helping somebody discover their their talents and their their assets. And as you say, I love your descriptors. Uh, they play big. They <laughs> find their. How'd you put it? A sweet spot. Yes. I love the sweet spot because that's where we all shine in our sweet spot. So I love and I that think you use that word. For me, a really important piece in finding our sweet spot is knowing what our signature strengths are. Yes. Because the theory and um, work behind that is, you know, when you know what those are and leverage those more and more into your day-to-day life, that is that place of flow. And it was one of my clients that said he, he could just feel his sweet spot when he got his strengths aligned and he was working in them. And, you know, the way he said that, you could just feel mm-hmm. how that was for him. Mm-hmm. I think in many situations, it was my experience that when um, going through the process of making the major decisions about divorce and do I want to change my life and all of that, is that I was living so outside of my core beliefs that I didn't really, I couldn't really identify who I was. I was many different things, um, and not all of them were my sweet spot. You know, I was doing lots of jobs. Right. But not all of them made me shine, made me feel good, made me um, really express myself well. So I love when we do that, when you and I both do this and our 
coaching when we help that person connect with their core beliefs, or as you call them, their strengths? Well, there's co- I call core my, values. Um, Excuse me, that well, was wrong. Right, word. I call it core values. I call it the three-legged stool or the foundation <laughs> of coaching. Um, is to know what your signature strengths are, mm-hmm. your core values, and that purpose. Like, why am I doing what I do? Or what do I long to do? You know, you have a felt sense to help others mm-hmm. not experience what you experienced or to move through it faster than you. Mm, you know, definitely. I have this sense of helping people shine, mm-hmm. to stand in their brilliance mm-hmm. of who they are. You know, that so those that three-legged stool, in my mind, really makes us unstoppable because it makes you so clear about those pieces. Yeah. But what you're speaking to, I think, is particularly an issue for women because we become caretakers. We're the caretakers of homes. We're the caretakers of families. Mm-hmm. And it's not uncommon when you ask women, well, what do you want, you know, that they pause because often you lose track of what you want because you talk, can talk about what others need. It is living outside ourselves. So. <laughs> I thought of another hat we used. We're always the, or I found myself being the, uh, the uh, caretaker of the school. I mean, that's part of. You know, well, we take right. on responsibilities at school because we love our children, because we love our families, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Because, you know, people see that love and caring or that passion, and they tap you, right? <laughs> Would you please? Yeah, And, you know, part of the downside of being bright is that we can ha- learn a lot of different things. And so we have adaptive strengths. But when we're living in those and working with those, mm-hmm. they aren't our sweet spot. They're just things that we're capable of learning and doing well. Mm-hmm. So there's yes. a difference. Right. Yes, that's the reason we're holding a baby in one arm, frying the eggs, and talking on the phone all at one time. Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) Yeah. So I want, Diana, I'd like for you to share your information about how people can go to your website. and, And you have a special offer, I think, that you might want to talk about. I do. On my website is Diana Gabriel, G-A-B-R-I-E-L dot com. And the special offer that I have, if you sign up, there is that I have created, through the research I've done over the years, top my top 12 strategic habits and practices to strengthen your resiliency. I call it the bounce back factor, but it really is your resiliency factor. There's so much written about it um, that I just tried to simplify it for you. And if you even picked 
for instance, one a month to focus on, at the end of the year, your resiliency factor or capacity would be exponentially larger hmm. than that. And I, at the same time, um, I put out a monthly newsletter around aspects of leading. And when I think about leading, I'm not talking always about formal positions of leadership because like when you were talking about it to school and you're asked mm-hmm. to do things, I think we- women are leading in all areas of their lives. Oh, definitely. And, you know, part of my campaign in life is for all of us to see the leader within mm-hmm. and show mm-hmm. up very powerfully Right. with that. Um, right. Even the woman that would not see herself as a leader would be the woman that would always see that the punch was on the table for the children's parties or be organize the gifts for the Christmas party. For I'm just amazed at how much leadership there is in all of us. We just see it differently. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, in truth, culturally it isn't recognized when you know, if you look at people who are project planners and what moms do all the time with everybody's schedule and keeping the calendar straight and um, seeing that everyone gets where they're supposed to be, that is planning. Right. Yeah. In a very significant way. And part of it is, you know, how do you show up? And use your gifts and talents to influence and inspire other people. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the sweet speech. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break Mm -hmm. uh, in a few minutes. And I hope that when we come back, you will share a few of these bounce back factors with us so that uh, we might know how to use your uh, great offer in our lives. So we will be back shortly with Diana and she will talk about her bounce back factor where she's offered to give us 10 or is it 12? It's 12. 12 of those strategies that we can use in our daily life. So I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to go pick it up because I'm always looking to, uh, broaden my um, resources. So we will be back shortly with Diana. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Spark Your Soul Radio with Ann Phyllis. Perspectives with purpose. Insights with heart. The WooHoo Radio Network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked and start tuning in to your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world. From your work to your relationships, lifestyle to legacy. Host Ann Phyllis is a spiritual analyst, fire starter, energy alchemist, and soul truth clairvoyant. Use 
using the heart and purpose-based principles of her signature Soul Sense system, Anne offers weekly wisdom for tuning in, letting go, unlocking, and unblocking. If you've been walking through life with excess baggage, a heavy heart, a feeling of disconnection from your inner life, Consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships, life, purpose, work, and spiritual consciousness. Every week on Spark Your Soul Radio, Anne takes you on a journey into the heart of your soul sense. There, she helps translate your energy, essence, and soul truth knowing into positive action and change. From this space of personal awakening and transformation, you're able to reignite your spirit, spark your soul, and live in alignment with your vision and values. Ready to spark your soul? Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player. Got a question for Anne? Want to be a guest on her show? Visit sparkyoursoul.me and listen to Anne every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking with Diane Gabriel. And as you know, she is a coach that has been talking to us about resiliency. Before the break... She offered to give us some bounce back, 12 bounce back factors that we can use in our lives. Maybe one a month or one a week, whatever is your uh, speed of implementation. But uh, by going to her website, you can get these listed. But if you could give us an example of maybe one or two of these that would entice some of my listeners to go to your website. Well, a couple of these I mentioned, and one is finding a purpose outside of yourself for doing what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we use the example of you wanting to help other people, and part of it is to have relationships and see people outside of your house mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. So it's having a broad-based life where you continue to be involved in things. Because often when people have very difficult situations happen, you know, it's our natural tendency to kind of bring ourselves in. And we need to be able to let other people know that there are places where we can receive help. Mm -hmm. Um, So you actually have to kind of force yourself to reach out mm-hmm. and intentionally engage. Um, well, I think many of us, when we go through those times, we have a tendency to sort of pull in and be reflective. Uh, yes. 
because it's a sad time, uh, transitions, but we also need that to realize that part of it is healing, just as you said, meeting with friends that can support us and <laughs> teach us how to laugh again, or we can see the pleasure in the sun again. Those are important. Um, and also to celebrate you. Yes. Because often, you know, it is very important for us to be self-reflective, mm-hmm. but many times we go to dark places about ourselves, you yeah. know, what's wrong with us. And mm-hmm. to be around people who like us <laughs> and celebrate us <laughs> is huge. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's very healing to know that there are people who like us for who we are and, you know, don't criticize those things. Right. That, um yeah. may have caused It's some... nothing like being around your children when you're going through this. <laughs> yeah. They sometimes don't think moms are quite as cute as we really are, you know. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So meeting with other people and being around friends is a really important one. What would be another one? Well, some of it is to find ways to be in service of others in small ways, you don't have to find your big thing first, mm-hmm. but your sense of, you know, being helpful. For instance, like just helping the Humane Society out and walking dogs mm-hmm. one day a week or something, mm-hmm. if you like dogs, or, yeah. you know, volunteering, but you something that you have control of the time. And you can do it in a very short spurt um, around that. But you start regaining your sense of meaningful contribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when, when I, well, there are two things that I did. I felt during that time that I needed to love something. And mm-hmm. so I got a puppy of all the times to get a puppy. But, man, did that take myself off of me when you have a puppy or a new baby. A new baby was not possible at that time. <laughs> so a Probably would was. not have been a good idea. <laughs> but but I also... Joyce, need- I actually think that's brilliant because it was something that you had to pay attention to and place demands on you, right? Right. Because I assume that it wanted to eat, it needed to go outside... Yes. You know, so it yeah. kept you outside of yourself for little bits of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it forced me to get out and walk because you have yes. to walk a puppy. You have to be outside. There's so many things that, uh, you know, if if you tend to be any type of puppy person or kitty person or animal that... Uh, you can do. Some people like to go back to riding horses if mm-hmm. they're in an area where that's possible. You know, yeah. And it would introduce you to a totally different group of friends, possibly, which is always yeah. good. You know, broadening your base, meeting new people. So, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Now tell us again, I'd love for them to know how to get to your website, which I love your website. I think it's a great website. So how would that be? How would they get there? DianaGabriel.com. And I also post regularly on my Facebook page, which um, 
is Coach Gabriel. Mm. If you do searching on Facebook, because I try to keep the same kind of themes going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very good. Yeah, and you're also on LinkedIn and Twitter. I am for other I areas am. that people can find you. Um, now you do two types of t- coaching: one-on-one and team. I well, teams. I work with usually a, executive teams. Ah, okay. Um, and again, it's where most of that work is on strengths-based leadership. I mm-hmm. my foundation for whether I'm working with individuals or with teams is looking at the values, the core values, and the strengths, because I truly believe that that's where individual sweet spots are. And Mm -hmm. in business, that's the place where you're going to get people to be happier, more productive, Mm -hmm. more effective. So why wouldn't you want that for us? Yeah, yeah. That great thing for companies to think about. When their employees are working in their sweet spot, can you imagine how productive and happy those environments must be? Well, the research that's been done on it is undeniable, absolutely undeniable, because you have engaged employees. Mm-hmm. The majority of people are not engaged in their work. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And if you think about that as the majority of your workforce, people are just coming to a job, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. it's, they're doing this to collect a paycheck versus working in their sweet spot and it's fun and it's fulfilling and they look forward to it. Mm-hmm. And that's when the, you know, the profits go up in the company. When Absolutely. you've got employees that are just happy to be there and they don't even mind staying late. You no, know, I, for a short time I was director of a children's museum. I must have put in 60 hours a week when I was doing that. And I I never felt that it was an imposition because I was so driven by the passion for having a children's museum in East Texas and the yeah. benefit that I thought it was to the community. So it's it's you know, it's kind of interesting how your thoughts change from, oh, another late night to this is just part of getting my dream done. Well, it doesn't feel like work then, does it? No, I played. <laughs> yeah, and that's that part of having meaning and purpose mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it tapped into a passion and what you're working on had meaning and purpose for you. You could right. see what it would do for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, you you know from your own coaching that we take clients sometimes that are, we take them at times where it, it fits their schedule. <laughs> you know, it's not all about us. It's about what fits their schedule in many instances so that they can benefit from the practice of coaching. So what's I'm sort of shifting here just a little bit, but what's new and what's exciting for you in the coming year, Diana? My big 
new exciting thing is I actually am engaging in another strengths training certification program to take my level of competency and learning on strengths even deeper than it is. Ah. I love working with the strengths. I believe they're, you know, a real ticket for all of us. Um, So I'm going to dedicate the next 32 weeks to um, another training program on strength. Right. Great. Well, you know, we're coming to the end of the show. It's always the saddest part for me because I enjoy revisiting with uh, friends that I have made along the way and interesting new people that I meet through this job. And uh, so I want to thank you very much for being part of my show today. Um, You have added value and uh, great words of wisdom. So I thank you for being here with me. You are so welcome, and it is such a delight always to connect with you, and I feel honored to serve your audience and to serve others' greatness with whatever um, nuggets that I can offer. Well, I will be signing up for those uh, strategies and or bounce back factors as you call mm-hmm. them. So, thank you very much for making that offer to my listeners. Okay, friends, we're coming to the end of the hour as I said. Uh Diana Gabriel has offered us great information this morning. And I look forward to being with you next week where we're just going to chat with an old regular, Terry, and he He's been on the show before, but it's kind of a celebration before Thanksgiving. So I hope that you will be with us, because always when Terry Miller is visiting with me, it's a few laughs here and there, as you may well remember. So we will see you next week. I am grateful for your being here today. Have a great week. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 